Today's daf is daf Nuntes. We are holding uh, about 18 lines out from Nunches Amud Beis. We left off yesterday discussing the, uh, although the Mishnah says that the way we calculate damage that is done to a person's field when your animal goes in and damages, it is you assess it uh, based on a base saw. But it wasn't clear exactly. We understood it cannot be at, for the actual produce itself because that would fetch a, a retail value that would be, uh, uh, make it higher for the mazik. And we based it on psukim that it shouldn't be done that way, but it should be referenced to the rest of the field itself. Now, how do you calculate based on the reference of the field itself? involving a base saw, because the Mishnah mentions a base saw. So we had three different opinions. The first two said there's actually two assessments, is that base saw is not the, uh, it's not the value of the damage referencing a base saw. You first have to calculate a base saw within either 60 saw or half a base saw within 30 base saw, and then brings down the value of the property itself because you're assessing that property by a larger property, and then you calculate the damage vis-a-vis the value that you assess the property. So within it, how much does someone want to pay with it there, the damage there, or what would they pay without the damage having been there? That would that was the one, uh, the first two ways of assessing. The third way of assessing was, uh, I believe, was Chizkia, and Chizkia says it's just 60 times that a damage is viewed, whatever damage, 60 times that product, and then this is viewed as one-sixtieth of the damage of that entire product, whatever it was, and that's how you calculate it, also bringing down the cost. It was there three different ways, but they all understood that it's not the item itself that you're paying for, right? The more it brings down now a story. It says, A person went and chopped down his friend's or his, uh, uh, palm tree. So they came before the uh, the Reish Galusa was the exilarch, the fellow in Bavel, who was the actually the political uh, uh, leader in Bavel, and but he was also in charge of the courts. And Amar Lay, and he said to the Reish Galusa, that I saw, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Amalei, the, the Grace Galusa said to him that I, I know exactly the area that you damaged. So I've seen it myself. In that same area, there were in one place, there were three palm trees growing in that one place. And that area was assessed at 100 zuz. Now that you've chopped down one of those three, so Zil Havle you should have to pay 33 and one third of a zuz because that's a third of the damage for the palm trees that were there. So the damager, having known the Mesechus Babakama, says, one second, that's not the right way to calculate. What's the right way to calculate? You have to assess it based on the land that's there 60 times, either one of the three ways that we have. So he says, why do I want to be involved with a, 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 a Reish that follows Persian law? I don't want to be following Persian law, and therefore that is not appropriate. Exactly how he could get away from one base and go to another one, it's not, it's not important over here. But the Gemara says like this. So Azak made Rav Nachman. So this, the, 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 the Mazik came to Rav Nachman and said, I want you to tell me what the appropriate halacha over here is. So Amar uh, Lei, so Rav Nachman answered him, Bashishim. Yes, the right way to do it is with Shishim. Meaning, he agreed, Rav Nachman agreed with the Mazik that it shouldn't have been just focusing on the palm tree itself, but you have to calculate with 60. Now, how you use the 60 over there could be any one of the three opinions that we had in terms of it, but he did agree with him. So, Amalei Rava, so Rava heard this, and Rava said, listen, I tend to side with the Reish Galusa on this one, and not with you, Rav Nachman. Why, why is that? So he said as follows. He says that like this. The calculation that we use 60, we don't look at the damage itself, but we actually benefit the mazik by calculating and referencing the area surrounding it, is based on a pasuk in the Torah that was written by when your animal enters somebody else's field and damages. It was nizke im amru benizke mamona. When they said it was by when your property damages. They never said it when you yourself are the causer of the damage. But Yomra Benizka Gufa, when you yourself cause 
cause the damage. Rora, why should that apply? Why should you get that break? Yeah, you bring the raya from the Pasuk, but the Pasuk wasn't talking about Nizke Gufo, it was talking about Nizke Mamono, where, where your asset caused the damage, not you. So Amalei Abayi Lerovas, Abayi said to Rovas, and that distinction that you're making, you must have backing for it. You must feel that you have a right to make such a distinction. You wouldn't have made it on your own. What is the svara? I mean, what is the backing that you have? I mean, what Mishnah or Brisa supports what you're saying that when it comes to Nizke Mamono, we don't do the Shishim calculation, but we focus specifically on the item was damaged. So he says like this. He says, Benizke Gufa my Why is it that you feel this way when it's the damage caused by the person himself? It must be because there's a Brisa that we both know and the way the Brisa is recorded, it does not seem to say that you use the Shishim rule when you calculate damage that the person causes himself. Where do we see this Brisa? The sign we learned in the Brisa. The person goes and he damages the, uh, destroys his friend's, uh, or damages his friend's uh, vineyard, right? His kerem, all right? Right? Now, the smadar means that the grapes are on it had not formed yet into ripe grapes. They had just started budding. Right? Raji says that, 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 that there's a certain flower that comes out that falls up. The bud had just begun forming. That's called in the smadar, uh, as a, in, the, in the smadar level. All right? Now, how do you calculate the damage that was done? Because the truth of the matter is that if you just pay for the smadar, it'll be a lot less than you paid for a full grape. But on the other hand, you prevented it because you destroyed it from becoming a full grape. So Rowan also mikan. So the the um Shita over here is that what you have to do is that, listen, the fact that you destroyed it as a smadar, that's where you destroyed it. So what you have to look at is how much would someone pay for this vineyard with everything that was there replaced or what everything that was destroyed removed. What's the, and that gap, that delta is what you have to pay. Now, what you see over here, this is actually where the question is going to come from. A buyer feels that Rover based himself on. It doesn't say anything about over there Shishim. It doesn't say calculate based on 60 times that amount of vineyards or the land surrounding. It doesn't say that, right? So this is a raya from the Chachamim's ruling over here is that we don't take Shishim into account when it's Nizke Gufo. Only when it's Nizke Mamono. So what Abaya's rebuttal to Rava is, is I'm going to show you a brysa that does deal with Nizke Mamono and uses the same Lushen without mentioning Shishim either. And obviously what you have to say is, even though the Shishim was not mentioned, we understand you have to use that system. So the same way as we understand it by Niske Mamono, so then you don't have a Raya here by Niske Gufa. Maybe it also means that you're using it by applying the Shishim uh, calculation. When it says like this, concerning Niske Mamono, when it's an, an animal that damages, Milo, Tanya, don't we have the same type of Lushen from the Brysa, in the same way, the sign we learned to the Brysa. Uh, I think the Girsa, the Mephorshim actually actually speak in over here, it's Behemba. Right, they write in the words behema. Uh, it's it's shekatma uh, natiya. All right, that your animal went and damaged someone's natiya. Natiya is a sapling. It's a young tree before it's been able to develop into a, a full tree. So Rabbi Yaisi Aymer, Omrim, the ones that made the decrees, is Admon, and uh, there, was a, there was a couple of them, we learned in Mesechus Ksuvis, uh, right? Chana ben Avshalom and Admon. They made the following decree, Natiya uh, Bas Shnosa, that if the sapling is within its first year, Kesef, you have two miles Kesef, and Bashteishan, if it's two years old, Arba Kesef. Now, there is a Taisbis Rabbeinu Peretz over here that says that these are minimum amounts, meaning that you have to use the 60. The, the maskana, you have to use the shishim calculation, and if it comes out less than this amount, then you have to, the knasas, you have to at least pay this amount. But over here, too, you're also talking about using. 
the 60 times method for the calculation. Not all the Rishonim agree to that, but that's how the Rebbeinu Beretz wants to say. It's not like a special takana over here specifically that you don't use the shishim. It's about using the shishim. It can't be less than those amounts. Anyway, achla chazis. Let's say the animal ate a chazis. Chazis is the grain that just started sprouting. It's the green. It comes out green before it turns into full produce. Rabbi Yosek, Lili Omer, Nidon v'meshuya shebo. He says as follows. He says, what you have to do is that you look at what's left in the field. Now, what it means is like this. This could actually help you or hurt you. Let's say this was a month before the season where the the grain ripens. So now, if the part you ate, that the animal ate, the part the animal ate, the rest of the field ripens and became full-fledged grain with no problems, then what you have to pay is based on what the rest of the field would have developed into. That's what you have to pay because that's what this would have developed into had you... Not, uh, you had your animal not damaged it, right? And therefore, that's a nidon, you judge it by what's left, but it could actually hurt you. Why could it hurt you? Because let's say a month goes by and then there was a blight, a pestilence, and the whole field got destroyed. Then the, the owner of the animal can go back and say, and then you get zero from me too. But that's the opinion of, of, of Rabbi Yossi Aglili. All right? Chachomim say like this. Chachomim say we can't view based on what the future value is, uh, is, is going to be. We view on what the value of what people would have paid for it right now. So, how much is it worth before the damage has happened, and how much it's worth right now that the damage has happened, and therefore that's the way the calculation is made. Now, the proof is over here. The Chorah, there's no mention in the Chachomim Shita of what? Shishim. And, and, and we're not talking about Adam Amazik over here. What are we talking about? The animal. So obviously you have to say is they understand that that includes that you see what it was worth, what it is worth, but using the Shishim calculation. So therefore the same way when it's talking about Maman Amazik, you have to say means with the 60. So when it talks about Adam Amazik, the fact they never mentioned it also means with the 60. So you cannot bring me a Raya therefore says Abayi to Rava that there is a distinction between Adam Amazik and, 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 and Gufo and, and Maman Amazik. That's, that's the point he's trying to make. But let's finish the Braisa first. Achla smadar. Now let's say it ate smadar. We're going to see there's different levels in the development of grapes. Smadar is the, the first level where, 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 where the, 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 the flower, the blossom falls off and the, uh, and, and the, the, the grapes first begin to bud. All right? Now, Rabbi Shua, I'm a rain, I saw ke'ilu hena'novin, amdas libotzer. So similar, there's a shayla, there's Rabbi, Rabbi Shua disagreeing with what Rabbi Yosei said, or he's agreeing with him. But he says also, you have to, Look at these grapes. What would they have been valued had they gone to fruition and be ready to be harvested? And that's what the payment is based upon. Okay, again, is it disagreeing with Rabbi Yosef way? He said litmus test is let's see what happens to the rest of the stuff. Right? He doesn't mention that. He just says, let's look at it as if it would be ready to be harvested. Again, the Chachamim disagree with him as well. They say we have to look at it, not what it's going to be. We're going to have to look at it what? What it is right now. What it was worth without the damage, what it's worth now that there is the damage, and then you make that delta, you pay for that calculation. Again, no mention of Shishim. Now, Rab Shimon ben Yehuda Oimer Mishum Rab Shimon. He says like this Listen, I am, an, I am a middle opinion here. I see, I see when you follow the Chachamim that you have to look at what the damage is as it is right now, but I also see the position of the other Tanoim that you have to project what it would have been worth in the future. It just depends on what is the sta- stage of what it is worth at this point. He says, When do we say that you calculated based on what it is right now, what is the land worth with the damage, what is the land worth without the damage, the way the Chachamim said you calculated, when it ate the shoots of the grapevine, or it ate the shoots of the Yachor uh, uh, and Lulav is the same, one is for the grapevine, one is for a fig tree. Means like this, it is at the point where it had not yet even separated into the separate uh, buds. Right? When it's like the, the, there's whatever is there, the, 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 the shoot is there before it even started separating. So in such a case, 
I agree that the Chachamim, uh, with the Chachamim Shita, that you don't project at all what the grapes or the figs would have been when they were harvested. Then it's clearly based on what the land is worth with the damage, without the damage. But if it ate a pag or a boiser, pag is by a, a fig and a boiser is by a grape, that's talking about where they already became half ripened. Now that's a higher grape, the more is going to point it out, that's higher than smudder. Smudder was when it really first began to ripen, when it began to bud. Here it's already halfway ripened. But he says when it's halfway ripened, either it's a pag or it's a, or, 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 or it's a boiser, then Then I agree with Rabbi Yeshua, what he said before, that you have to calculate what it would have been projected at the time of when it was ready to be Harvested, so he goes like a middle shita. If it hasn't started developing at all, then you do it based on the land. When it's halfway ripened, then you do it based on uh, what the projected value of it would have been had it been ready for harvest. That's what he says. Now we'll get back to the different p- positions here. The one thing we're interested in right now is the chachamim shita. The chachamim shita says you look at it the way it is right now, what it would have been without the damage, what it is with the damage. Right, what you learn, you, you learn, you taught here in this b'risa nevertheless, is the chachamim, what it was without the damage, what it is now with the damage. And there's no mention over there of calculating it based on 60 times either the product itself, Rab or 60 times the, the land surrounding it, like the other two sheetas. So therefore, what do you have to say? Because there was no disagreement on that. That was the Mishnah. Everyone says you have to use another way of calculating the damage. You don't focus specifically on the item itself. So what it means is, when they say what it was worth and what it is worth, it means taking into account the shishim calculation. Well, if that's what it means over here when it says the other, when it's the animal damages, then you have to say the same thing. When it says Adamamazik, even though the Chachamim never mentioned anything about the calcul- the, 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 what the value was uh, about calculating 60 times when it's a person who damaged the crops, you say that means taking that into account. So therefore, Achanami, so to by the person, Bashishim, you also calculate with a 60. So basically, let's just say, again, we had this person that went and had damaged someone's palm tree. He went to the Reish Galusa. The Reish Galusa in his court said that what he have to pay is a third of the actual damage you have to pay. He said, what happened? What happened to the calculating based on surrounding land? So he went to Rava, and Rava, uh, and, and Rava disagreed with Rav Nachman, and Rava said, uh, I'm sorry, he went to first Rav Nachman. He went to Rav Nachman, and Rav Nachman disagreed with the Reish Galusa, and he said, no, you have to calculate 60 times. Well, you calculate 60 times. But, right, so Rava came along and said, Rav Nachman, I agree with the Reish Galusa. I disagree with you. Why? Because I hold there's a difference whether it's an, your assets, your animal that damages. That's where the 60 times was said. But not when the person himself does it. Not when the person himself does, causes the damage. Now, what, what's the difference? There's there, Adam, 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 back there. So what, what is the difference? Uh, uh, so, so, so Abayas says to Rava, he says, why are you making this distinction? Because you found a brysa that talks about Adam Amazik. When it talks about the Adam Amazik, there was no mention of there that what? That you use the 60, you use the 60 method. He showed him there's also an equivalent brysa when it talks about your animal that damages. And it also doesn't mention the 60. LMI, even though the 60 is not mentioned, we have to say it means with the 60. So here too, it also means with the 60. And therefore, you have no raya that there is that distinction. But Lamai said there is a big machlokus over here. What the calculation should have been for this guy. Should have been based on the actual damage or should have been 60 times the property that surrounds it. That is the way the more comes out. So Amar Abaya. So Abaya says like this. All right. Now we're going to circle back to this Bryce. But Abaya points out an interesting thing over here. He says that... You see, Rabbi Yossi holds that if you cause damage to the person's unripe grain, right? Rabbi Yossi was the first opinion in the Brisa. He says that we don't look at it as what the damage is right now. We have to look at the grain based on what it would have been had the season come to uh, completion and the rest of the thing, would have, if it would have all been ripened and great, then that's what you would have to pay. Again, there was a, there was a downside. If something would have happened, destroy the rest of the grain, blight or something like that, then you wouldn't have to pay. But you see, you've, you, you, the calculation is not based on what is, but on projecting what the future would have been had you not damaged it. That was Rabbi Yossi Aglili's position. So Gmona says like this. So now, what Abaya takes us way back 
to the Gemara we had when it was Davav, way back. We had a question on how do you calculate when it says in your animal damages you have to pay Meitav Sadeh or Meitav Karmo Yisholim. So it was Machlokas Rabbi Yekiv and Rabbi Yishmol, when it says Meitav Sadehu, the best of his field, who's the his? Is the mazik or the nizik? We had that. And we had a problem understanding. Let's, let's, let's follow through. So I'm Rabbi Yosia Glili's position that we look at the damage not on what it's worth right now, but what potentially it would have been worth had this been allowed to ripen. He says that that is the same as the position of Rabbi Yishmo in the machlokas that we had before. Now we already had, remember, we dealt with this extensively in the first parak, and we gave a number of different answers of what does it mean mate according to Rabbi Shmuel that says it's be, that you calculated based on the Nizak's best produce now what was the problem because the the the, the difficulty what's that noise electric. I don't know. oh the guys are working outside oh okay so the, the, the difficulty we had like this is that let's say Ruvain damages Shimon all right and he damages an acre of his land which doesn't happen to be the best land that he has, right? So it says he damaged him. So it says, Rabbi Jamal says, the Pazak says, Meitav, Zadeh, Meitav, Karma, Yishalem, he has to pay the best. So it's like, the Chorah it doesn't make sense. If what he damaged was an acre of Benoni land, which let's say is worth $10,000, then you're going to have to say, no, no, you have to pay $15,000 because you have to pay, that, that doesn't make any sense that you would have to do that. You should have to pay what you damaged, not what you didn't damage, right? That was the problem. We're trying to answer that, right? So we had over there, Rabbi Akiva says, mate of Sadeh, mate of Karma, Yishalem, you have to pay the best of the Mazik's land. Meaning, whatever quality, the damage is $10,000, but it has to be paid out of $10,000 of the Mazik's best quality land. That's how Rabbi Akiva learned it. Rabbi Shmuel says, no, that's not what it means. Mate of Sadeyu, I mean, it's not based on what you're paying, it's based on what you damage. You have to pay the, be, the, 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 the best of the damaged land. We said, how does that make any sense? You didn't damage the best land, so why should I have to pay for that person's equivalent best land? Right? That, that was the problem we had. So we had a number of different answers. Abayah says that using Rabbi Yossi you can actually answer that that's a shot. What he means is I follow is that the same way as Rabbi Yossi says when land gets damaged, we don't view it in terms of the damage of what it is now valued. We view it as what it would be valued in its best form. We project ahead. That's the shot in Rabbi Yishmael too. When he says you have to do it from the, when he says when the Torah says you have to pay the metav of the nizak, since you stopped it from getting to its prime, you have to pay for it what it would be worth in its prime. That now, now we can understand what it means. Meitav sadeyu that you pay the me. That's that's what Rabbi Shmuel's answer to the. To, let's see it inside. So Rabbi Yosi Agli, Rabbi Shmuel, Amru Davar, Amru Amru Davar Echad. Rabbi Yisrael, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosi Agli, the Hada Amran, like we just said right now, you project on terms of the payment. Rabbi Shmuel, the sign of the Brisa. The Torah says, "Meitav Sadeh, Meitav Karma Yishalem." What does it mean? "Meitav Sadeh Shol Nizak," or "Meitav Sadeh Karma Shol Nizak." Dear Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel says you have to pay from the best property, the choicest property of and and vineyard of the Nizak. Rabbi Akiva, Om Rabbi Akiva says, He's that's not what it's telling you. It's not saying anything about paying his best property. It's talking about the Mazik's property, when you pay, when the Mazik has to pay, that irrespective of what quality land he damaged, He's the Mazik's going to have to pay from his best, but obviously only up to the value of, he damaged. of what he damaged. That's what, now, Rabbi Akiva makes sense. And Kalvachom Hegdash, Rabbi Akiva, we had the Kalvachom Hegdash, we dealt with it extensively. He also, when you damage Hegdash, you have to pay Hegdash. So if you have to pay the person from the best of your lands, when you have to pay Hegdash, Kalvachom, you also have to pay from the best of your lands. There's a lot, a lot more to talk about, but that's not right now, we're not in the first part. Now, the point is, so the question we had though, how do we understand Rabbi Yishmuel? You damaged Bainanis, so which is worth $10,000 for the acre. So why should I have to pay $15,000 from the, how can the Torah say that? That's not compensation. Then you're penalizing, that's not compensation. So now, Rabbi Bar Avin gave an answer. Now hopefully this is somewhere in the, uh, in the recesses of your mind you remember his answer, but he gave an answer which we said is incorrect, and Abai points it out. Below Tamekut Rabbi Bar Avin, don't explain this, don't try to explain Rabbi Shmuel the way Rabbi Bar Avin explained Rabbi Shmuel. How did he explain it? I'm Rabbi Bar Avin. He says the case was, the animal went in and ate a, a, a row of produce amongst all the other rows, and we don't know 
which row, we know a row was eaten, but we can't tell what was the quality of the row that was eaten. Was it a, 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 a Zaburis row or was it an Innis row? Was it a, 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 a high quality or was it, a, was it a low quality or a high quality row? It comes along the Torah. Because you have this doubt, we, we make the Mazik have to pay the highest quality row that exists in the field. Now, there is a little bit of an understanding, and so I'm not penalizing you necessarily, because if we know that you ate the lower quality, we're not going to make you pay the higher quality. The only reason we're making you pay the higher quality over here is why? We don't know. On that, right, and, and, uh, so therefore, but it's based on what we know that he has. We know that he has good quality now. We know that he has poor quality now. We don't know which one it is. We make him pay for the good quality that he has now because we assume that's the one he ate, right? Because the Hachilom, it says, Abai, that that is uh, untenable, that shot. Why is it untenable? My time, what's the reason we can't say it? Because there is a, 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 a rule when it comes to money. Hamotzi mechaveiro. I love Araya. So how does that help us over here? Why does that deflect and refute the position of, of, of Iribar Avin? Because the Chorah, the guy whose field, the guy whose animal destroyed the field, he says to the guy whose field it was, listen, I'll pay you, Meitav, if what? Prove it. But to say because we don't know that you have to automatically pay this, that goes against the whole concept of Motsi Mechavei Lava Raya. Therefore, Ella, what's the shot, says Rabbi Shmuel, uh, uh, says in Rabbi Shmuel, says Rabbiah? Beautiful. Rabbi Shmuel holds the same as Rabbi Kiva Royosiaglili, that even though the damage happened when the produce was unripe, we project on what do we value. That's the shot in the pasuk. He says, based on what's going to be later on when it's removed, when it's harvested, that is what you have to pay. That's talking now the shot in Rabbi Shmuel. That's a biased contribution to understanding Rabbi Shmuel. Now, Amar Mar, going back to the Bryce. Now we have to deal with something which is difficult. All right. Now, just in order to. Uh, uh, the, the understand this. Remember, there is smadar is right away when the buds form, when they're really not ripe at all, and then there's boser when it's halfway ripe. Okay. So what it says like this is that Amar Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda Amar Mishum Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon Yehuda said in the name of Rabbi Shimon by Medvar Mamurim. He said like this, like he wanted to say, like I'm a middle ground. I agree somewhat with the Chachamim. And I also agree with the Rabbi Yeshua, uh, or maybe Rabbi Yossi Aglili, depending on if they agree with each other. I agree with that position too. But what did he depend? He says like this. He's If it ate the, uh, the, the produce when it was in, still in its shoot form, the, the shoots of uh, the grapevines, the shoots of the fig tree, which are known as the lovim of the gefanim, of Yechuri of the te'enim, and it did not even begin forming. But then I agree that it's calculated vis-a-vis the land and not vis-a-vis the produce or the projected value of the produce because it hasn't even formed into any type of produce. Now, the implication is that let's say it would have formed the first level, the first, it started budding, it would be smarter, then who would you agree with? Probably would agree with the future value then? Well, no, because certainly in the middle point he would agree with the future value. Start again, start again. He says that I agree with the Chachamim that it is valued based on the land if it has not started forming so at all. The Chores Madar, once it starts forming, then I would have to agree with Rabbi Yosef and Rabbi Yeshua that it's based on its future value. That's the implication. But when he continues talking, that's not what he says. Right, so what he implies is Hasmadar that if it just started budding, then Rowan Osakilo and Avimondas Libatsa, then I'd have to project it as based on grapes that are ready to be harvested. That's the way you would have to pay. Aim a safer, but then let's take a look at the second half of the statement of Rabbi Yossi, of, of Shimon and Yehuda. Achla pagim abosar, if it ate half ripened figs or half ripened grapes, where they already developed halfway, then, uh, then what? So who deron ozakila That's when you look at it when it's ready to be harvested. There's a contradiction between the first half of the statement and the second half of the statement. First half of the statement minds that even if it started budding, then you would look at a future value. Second half of the statement is when you view, view, uh, focus on future value, when it's only 
only halfway ripened. But that means if it's only in a small budding form, then you would not. How do you read his statement? It's mashma from the second half that it would be only the first when it started budding. Then Rosh Hashanah, you agree with the Chachamim, what it's worth now without the, without the damage or with the damage. How do you reconcile this? So I'm Ravina. Obviously, you have to croak with Tani. You have to bundle the case together in order for it to make sense. You have to bundle together. And the logic dictates, his logic is, I agree with the Chachamim, if you cannot look at this as even the beginning of a fruit, where it's fused and it hasn't even started, which implies that if it would have started budding, then I don't agree with him. Then I look at the future. So you have to read his statement to incorporate that that is the message of his statement. He says, how do you read it? Krochwatani, bundle the cases together and read it like this. This is what Rabbi Yossi ben Yehuda would say. Rabbi Yossi would say. He says like this. When do I agree with the Chachamim Shita that you look at it right now, the what's the damage right now, Klape the land, where it was the uh, shoots or grapevines of the fig tree, uh, shoots of the grapevines of the shoots of the fig trees. Aval Achla Smadar, but if you ate it as a Smadar, or Pagin or Bosar, whether it's first started budding or it was already halfway, the next stage halfway, either way, the point is since it's already no longer fused as a Pag, it's no longer fused as a Yachur, so then Ron Osa Ke'ilu Anavim Omdesli Bosar means he's including the second half of the statement in the, fir- in the implication of the first one. If it would be Smadar or, or Bosar. Now, when you read it that way, then you can't ask me a call. You could ask, well, why do you have to say Bosa if you already said Smadar? You could ask. That was, oh, that's, uh, but, but, but at least it doesn't, the, the logic is not a contradicting uh, logic from the two statements. Okay. So he actually says the more like this. Now, let's think about this for a moment. If, in fact, that is what Rab, uh, uh, Rab Shimon Rab Yossi is actually holding. He basically holds that if it hasn't started developing at all, what do you do? You pay what the value left. You pay the value based on the, what the land, looking at right now, the land, what it decreased or what it, what it was before, right? As soon as it starts developing, future value. The Chora, isn't that what Rabbi Yeshua holds? Rabbi Yeshua said, Achla Smadar, top of the page. If it ate Smadar, then you project its value. Obviously what he holds is if it's before Smadar, then you don't. Once it hits Smadar, you do. Then it comes out that there's really, he's not offering a new op- opinion. He's not saying, I'm, an in the, I'm, an, I'm a middle opinion. I agree somewhat with the Chachamim, but I also agree something with the, uh, somewhat with the other opinions. You're, not so, you're agreeing completely with the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua. Because Rabbi Yeshua said, once it becomes a Smadar, you have to project the value. Which means before Smadar, we don't project the value. That's exactly how we just explained Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda. You have a question here, gentlemen. So Mora says like this, The difference between them is the weakening of the vine. Now let me explain what this means over here. And he says, And it's not clear which position holds which. Meaning he says, your question is a valid question. And how do you understand what exactly is then the machlokus between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Shimon Ben Yehuda, right? We're trying to figure out what would be the machlokas then. He says the difference will be as follows. Let me explain to the outside conceptually, and then we'll try to understand how it works in the brisa. Conceptually is as follows. Let's say you have a, a vineyard that has on it 10 branches producing grapes, right? You come and you destroy, oh, your, an, your, your, your animal destroys five out of the 10 branches. Now, what you did over here, you caused the guy. Now he only has half the amount of branches that were growing from before. However, there is another way to look at this. When, when, when a vineyard grows, right, the roots go into the ground and it takes nutrients from the ground and it goes into the branches that are producing the grapes. If you have 10 branches, then what you have to, you have to take into account now is that the nutrients are going to be divided amongst all 10 branches. If you cut away five of the 10, it's true, you've lost five branches, but now all the nutrients can be directed into the remaining five, which means that what's going to happen to the remaining five? They're going to now develop into healthier, more robust produce. Now the question is as follows. The question is, when we calculate the damage that was caused, do we discount 
a portion of that damage based on that logic, or do we say no? I don't care about the fact where the nutrients are going to go. You damaged half of the guy's branches. You pay for half the branches. Or can he say, I need a discount here? Because at the end of the day, I am helping you out. What I cause, there's a silver lining. That's called kash gufna. Kash gufna is the weakening of the vine. Meaning what it means, the weakening of the vine is that... Um, is, is that, that, that the, um, before the damage occurred, then there would have been a weakening, a, 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 this, what's the word? Uh, the, the, the nutrients would have been... Uh, disintegrated? Not disintegrated, but there's a word. I mean, it would, have been a, 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 it would have been divided up amongst the 10, and now it only goes to the 5, and therefore I should get somewhat of a discount. Now, that is going to be the difference between the two opinions. They both agree you go projected on what the future value would have been, the question is, do you give the Chash Gufna discount? <coughs> now, obviously you're going to still pay, the majority of it's going to pay, but you get with 10%, 15% discount based on the fact that you could say, well, now you're going to have better uh, uh, grapes based on the fact that less... There's less nutrients needed for what is existing, right? That's now. But Morris says like this, but but we can't sell. We know that that's going to be the difference between them. I can't tell you which one is it Rabbi Yeshua or is it Rabbi Shimon and Yehuda, which one holds that we do offer the discount, which one holds that you don't offer the discount, right? Everybody with me? But at least we've shown there is a point of contention and they're not actually saying exactly the same thing. So Abaya Amar, Abaya said, what do you mean you can't tell which one holds it? Messiah, Messiah, it clearly could be identified, could be specified which one, that we do take into account the weakening of the vine that existed prior to you causing the damage. And who is the one that takes that into account? Rab Shimon ben Yehudahi. That will be the opinion of Shimon Yehuda. Now where do we see Rab Shimon Yehuda has that logic, that svara? It's very interesting. It's like Mamash from left field. What is the, 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 the machlokas? Machlokas is like this. We have a person who rapes a basula. Somebody rapes a basula, a virgin. Okay? Now, you cause her damage. You have to pay lechora all of the five damages that a person has to have to be taken into account when this person has to pay. Comes along, Rav Shemin Yehuda says, you know the one that you don't have to pay for? You don't have to pay for tsar. You don't have to pay for pain. Why don't you have to pay for pain? Because the bottom line is that any time a basula has relations for the first time, there's going to have that pain. And therefore, the fact that she's going to have that pain in the future, now she doesn't have to have that pain in the future, that should be discounted from the total amount of damages that the person has to pay. The Chacham disagree with him. The Chacham say, one second, is a, there's a lot more pain if it's done under coercion than if it's done... Where, 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 where she agrees to go along with it. So therefore, the Chacham don't agree with it. But what do you see? You see over here the Svar of Rashman Yehuda that he says that you, you take into account the silver lining, the benefit that the damage created. So that, since we see he holds that over there, it would make sense that who's the one who holds a Chash Gufna that we take in the fact that the vine had been weakened by the... The nutrients go to the... That must be, that's, that's Rav Shemin that's Rav Shemin Yehuda that's what it says interesting that seems from left field completely but that's the same idea so what it says like this Abaya Amar Saimya Saimya Mantana the Chayishla Kach Gufna who's the one who, cons- who takes into account the Svaro of the weakening of the vine Rav Shemin Ben Yehuda he decided to write Rav Shemin Yehuda Aimer Bishum Rav Shemin Ben Asio he said Ones a person who violates a woman Ein Meshalem as a Tsar does not pay for Tsar for pain Bibnesha Sovali Tsar because she's going to have that same pain under her husband later on anyway, and he saves her now from having it. Amrulai, the Chacham said, we don't agree with that. Ain't a domi, you cannot compare Nivel's Baratzim and Venice Bemaonis. You cannot compare where a person willfully uh, agrees to, to, to engage in, in intercourse as opposed to one who's coerced into doing it. The pain is much greater, and therefore you, can, you have to take into account the extra pain that happened. Now, the Chacham do agree that if a person was ma'anas, a woman, and he goes ahead and he breaks her arm or he causes other forms of pain, then everybody agrees. You're going to be paying for that tsar. We're talking about specifically the tsar that was caused by the beer. All right, now, Amr Abayah. 
So Abayah says like this, There are other Tanoim that also, we're going to bring down now other Tanoim that also seem to follow the opinion of Rab Shimon and Yehuda. Where, who are these other Tanoim? Right? Rab Shimon and Yehuda, Rab Shimon Yehuda, we just said right now that his position is that uh, you not only when you project what something is worth, you also have to take into account that, that, that that's going to make him have to pay more because we don't just look at what it is now, but what it'll be worth. But if there's a silver lining in terms of the damage also created a benefit, then that, does, that has to be subtracted from the total amount what the guy has to pay. Where do we see us, the other Tanoim hold the same thing? Also, again, seems from less field. Person goes and he damages... He, he strikes a pregnant woman, causing her to miscarriage. All right? So you have to pay the full value of whatever the assessment of the miscarriage is. We have over here a, 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 the opinions of Rabbi Yossi, and we have the opinions of Ben Azai that say that you have to discount. What do you have to discount? Number one, a OBGYN. An OBGYN costs money. Now that she miscarried... She doesn't have to pay the OBGYN. He doesn't pay the chai, the midwife. So that should be discounted from the value of what's paid when you assess what it means to, whether they caused it to miscarry, number one. And the other opinion is that a pregnant woman no, has to eat more. She's eating for two. Now that she miscarried, she's less food. So there you have to discount. That, uh, it doesn't matter, but the point is, so you see these two opinions Follow that, that there, if there's a silver lining and what the damage caused, you have to give them a discount based on the damages that are paid. Clear? Yeah. All right. So what is it? Rabbi Shimon Yehuda Adam, which has learned before, that there's a discount for the Kash Kufna. What are the other Tanoim? This time we learned in a bride. So it's talking about a person who strikes a pregnant woman causing her to miscarriage. You have to deduct for the midwife. And Ben Azai Omer, not came as owners. You have to deduct for the extra food that she would need to have eaten for the, for the, for the, for the pregnancy. So, Mand Amr Nakechai, the one who says that you have to deduct for the midwife, Kol Shekei Nakemazonos, would also for sure agree that you also have to deduct for the food. But Mand Amr, but the opinion says that you deduct for the food, Gaben Mazonos, but you don't necessarily, you wouldn't, it wouldn't allow you to deduct payment for the midwife. Why? Because in order to deduct payment for the midwife, you have to prove that this woman would for sure have needed. Some of these women were well-versed. It's their eighth kid. They know how, and therefore they could have got any lay person to be there and, and they could have given the instruction to help them give birth without needing to pay. So therefore, the one who says that it's the food does not necessarily hold that you would have to pay for the midwife because it would be the burden would be on the mazik to prove that this woman would for sure had a, but the, the husband of the damaged woman could claim she would not have needed a midwife and therefore you cannot deduct for it. But to deduct for the midwife, to Amalek, because the husband can tell the mazik, my wife, she's an expert, she's had multiple births already, and she can give birth with instructing a layperson, she doesn't need to have a midwife. Okay, let's go weiter. So we mentioned before that uh, uh, where, where, where that person cut down the palm tree, uh, one of the three palm trees, and we had a machlokas over there between the Reish Kalusa and Rav Nachman. So the Mordech says like this, They ruled like Rav Nachman that this, even though it's talking about damage done by a person, you apply the Shishim rule and you calculate it based on... On, on Shishim, all right? And not like the Reish Galusa who says you just look at the damage of the third of the three palm trees of there. Lishna, there's another version. We're going to learn this like most of the learn this. It's not disagreeing, it's just saying it a different way. Rav Popov, Rav Rav Yeshua, Shamu Dikla Agav Katina Da'ara. They evaluated the palm tree based on the small parcel of land that was on it. Meaning, and, and, and they used it using the 60... 
I mean, they didn't just look at the palm tree itself, but they looked at vis-a-vis the land that was surrounding it, and they calculate that with 60. That's how, so it's really, there's no argument then between the two Lashayim, it's just a question of how you express the position. Now the Gemara brings down over here, fascinating. He says that in an Aramean palm tree, two different types of palm trees, but the Aramean palm trees, when people bought fields, that had in it Aramean palm trees, they weren't so valuable, and therefore the land was more valuable than the palm tree itself. So then it makes sense that when you damage the palm tree, it's calculated vis-a-vis the land. But, but the halacha follows the Reish Galusa if we're dealing with Dikla Parsa. Persian palm trees were very, very expensive. Therefore, I always give the example of priced tomatoes. Maybe I'm wrong in giving that example. But if you have something that is so valuable in and of itself that people buy it, not, nothing to do with the actual land. It's chashivas. It's not because of the land. It's chashivas. It's because of it itself. In such a case, then you don't have a right to calculate it vis a vis the land surrounding it. You have to focus specifically on the item itself. And then the halach would fall like the Reish Kalusa. You have to look at the damage done to the item. And you don't do it 60 times, whatever the land around it would be, that you don't make that calculation. So now, price tomatoes, you could argue. <laughs> Is that considered to be like a Persian palm tree or not? Okay. Now, the more brings down over here, Eliezer Ze'irov. Eliezer, the younger one, or the small one, all right? He was walking in the market and he was wearing black shoes. Some say that the black shoes, they all wore black shoes, but he wore black shoes with black shoelaces, wherever everyone else wore black shoes with white shoelaces. Now, that used to be the custom of mourners. Mourner used to wear black shoes with black shoelaces. He wore white. So I am a Messiah, Masani Uchmi. He was wearing the black shoes. The Kai Bashuk Naradoi, and he was walking around the marketplace of Naradoi. So Ashkahud the Bay Raish Galusa. So the officers, the people in charge of the Raish Galusa, they found him in walking around that way. So I'm relayed, my hani misani. What's the reason that you are wearing these kind of shoes which implica- imply that you are in mourning. I'm doing that because I'm mourning for Yerushalayim. Now, there's no custom to mourn Yerushalayim in such a way, all right? So, he says, what, you're so chashev that you can create a new minhag of how to mourn Yerushalayim. They looked at it just as, an, as an, uh, an act of arrogance. This guy is an arrogant person, all right? Okay, that guy, I guess they were the arrogance police. So, they grabbed him, put him in jail. Okay, exactly. Okay, you don't need people walking around like, you know, uh, like this. He said to them, he says, guys, I'm a, he says, I'm a Talmud Chacham. I'm, a, I'm an important person. You should not be treating me this way. So, they said, how do we know that you are important? They didn't recognize him. How do you know that you're such an important person? So, how do we know this? He says, he, uh, he says, oh, atun buy me nine mil. So I'll say like this. Let's, let's, let's get, do a test. Either you ask me a shayla and see if I can answer it. Yeah. So let me ask you a shayla and see if you can answer it. So I'm relaxed. They said, boy, at. They said, no, we need, you ask. Uh, they said, you ask us a shayla. So Amr al-Lahus, he said like this. Hi, man, the cuts kufra. Someone cuts down. Dates, a person's dates that are kufra. Kufra means that they're in the smadar, uh, uh, I'm sorry, that they're boiser. Budding, but it means that they're, they're, they're halfway done. They're halfway, is halfway done. Right? right? Yes. It's a budding. Smadar. Smadar, it's not smadar. Uh, but, but, but it's kufra. Kufra, there's a shiloh which means halfway done or partially done. But anyway, I think. I think I know, that's actually, there are some that learn it means the budding phase. But, but, but Boser, uh, Rashi brings down Boser. Boser means it's halfway down. Rashi is halfway down. Either way, point is, it hasn't been fully ripened. It's only halfway ripened. My Mishalem, what should he pay the damaged party? So I'm belay, Mishal and Kamekufra, whatever it's valued. Have what is happening. So he says, he stopped them from becoming fully, full, full dates. So I'm like, okay, fine, Mishalom, take time, let him pay the full dates. So he said, Amr Lahu, Vahalo Tam Mishakam, but I, but he didn't destroy full dates. Like, it was like, you know, twisted him around. So Amr Lahu, say, Amalat Atza, then you tell us what it should be. So Amr Lahu, Bashishim. Now, what he's saying is like this. He said, what you do is, we understand it, it's, it's, on the one hand, you can't look at it just the way it is right now because it could have become 
it could become full dates. On the other hand, making pay full dates, you could make the argument that what? Not there yet. That it's not. So therefore, what you do is you do sixty. It means you do the, the if you do it by the land and then take this is one sixty of the land, you bring down the value somewhat. That's why remember that brings down the value, and then you do based on what it would be. The so therefore, the full value of what it would be. But now you've discounted a little bit, so it's not the full value of the way it is right now because putting in the sixty brings down the value. So it's not just an undo uh, burden on the mazik because the mazik does get a discount. It gets the shishim discount. So therefore, that's what you do. So who says, who holds like you? How do you know that that's what you do? Shmuel's alive and his base din is around. Go ask. So Shadrach made Shmuel. They sent to Shadrach Shmuel. Amar lehu, Shabrika Amar lehu, v'shishim. He said a good shot. That is a shot. V'shavku, and then they let him out of jail. Okay. All right, instead of bond. That's a new, new type of bond. Brother says like this. Rab Shimon Amr. So we had in our mission, Rab Shimon said that the only time you can do it based on a base saw on the surrounding land, if it has not become fully ripened. But if it's become fully ripened, even though it's still attached to the ground, but once it's fully ripened and no longer needs to nurture from the ground, then you don't have a right to say, okay, let's do it by the ground because it doesn't need the ground anymore. Then you have to focus specifically on the damage caused by the mazik once it becomes fully ripened. That was Rab Shimon's position in the mission, okay? Remember that? Right. What's that? Well, yeah, I mean, we're calling it retail, but it means based on the fruit itself, not vis a vis the land. So my time, and one says, what's the reason for this? So he says, because he brings a raya. Because had Amarachmana, because the, the, the reason we've said that you go by the land, because it's beer is de'acher. We said, why do I have to stay de'acher? Beer is sade. Why do I have to stay acher? Why do I have to stay acher? You have to calculate it based on the land. Now, what makes sense? You have to calculate it based on the land if what? If the item still needs. But if it doesn't need the land anymore, then why would you calculate it based on the land? So when it says like this, honey, mealy, meated the tzarek l'sadet, something that is needed by the land. Honey, cave on the lot tzarek l'sadet, since they are not needed by the land, then you pay for them on their own. It's not needed by the land anymore. Okay. Amar of Hunam, Barachia, Amar of Yirmiya Bar Abba, Dan Rav Karebi Meir, that we have, that Rav taught in one halacha, he judged, adjudicated a case like Rav Meir, we'll see what the case is over there. And he also passed in the halacha like Rav Shimon. Where do we see this? Dan Rav Karebi Meir, he passed in like Rav Meir, the sign we learned in a brisa. The case is as follows. We know that a woman has a ksuva, she has a lien on the ksuva, which means if the husband would sell the ksuva to someone, she has a right to go ahead and get that back. Now the case is, what happens if she agreed to sign on the sale? So if she agreed to sign on the sale, then what she's essentially doing, that's saying what? She gives up a lean position. On the other hand, there's a swara that sometimes she feels that she's pressuring her. That's a Shiloh's discussion. The case, what happened is like this, the way Raj explains it. There was two properties that she had a lien on. The first one, the husband sold and she did not sign on. The second one she did. Okay? So now what happens is like this. She goes to the, uh, the, 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 the first one to collect. He says, listen, I did my due diligence. I left a piece of property for her to collect from. Now she wants to go to the second one to collect. She can't collect from the second one. Why can't she collect? Because she signed off on it. She gets stuck. She can't collect from anyone. Okay, that is Rabbi Meir Shita, all right? Rabbi Yehuda says, no. She's able to say, you can't rely on my signing. Why can't you rely on my signing? Because I was coerced. Rabbi Meir says, if you were coerced, then you should have signed on the first one too. The fact you didn't sign on the first one, you sacked on the first, second one, shows that you cannot claim that you were coerced. And they're Rav Baskin like Rav Meir. So this is the cause of the Rishon. The first property was sold to the first buyer. She didn't sign off on it. All right. The Shani, she sold on, she on the second one. She did sign off on it. She loses her Ksuva. Why did she lose her Ksuva? She loses her Ksuva because... She cannot claim that I was coerced because you were coerced, and why didn't you sign the first one? That's what his claim. Rediv Rab Meir. Yehuda says, no, Yecholish Toma, she can say, I did it in order to please my husband, and therefore, you cannot come against me. We cannot look at it as I saw, signed off my rights, and I have a right to collect the property that my lien is on. All right. Where do we see that he passed in Allah like Rab Shimon? Kiyad is not like we learned in the Mishnah. Rab Shimon Aymer, Achla Peres Gemurim. If she ate, ripened fruit, fruit that was, the animal ate completely ripened fruit. What did Rab Shimon say? We no longer calculate it vis-a-vis the land. Why don't we calculate it vis-a-vis the land? 
Right. Bishalem is Peres Muni, you have to pay for ripened fruit. Im saw so with it ate one saw, one saw. Im saw sign with it two saw, it's so sign, it pays for sign. Gentlemen, have a good day. Okay, who wants to start? Start in Brockless? Do we have a minion? Are you davening here? 